Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 482 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's your boy KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me all the way from Massachusetts in the Pitts Cave. Yeah, Matt's not here tonight. He's got things going on. He'll be back next week. But joining me, who has kind of become a recurring character on this show, the one and only, the host with the most, the people's champ. Shout out to the Arkells. Patty Pitts. What's poppin' KB? Glad to be back. It's it's been a fun week in the NFL to say the least. Um, not if you're an Eagles fan. Um, but my fantasy teams won all this week. That's why I, I won did. in fantasy for the first time in go. God knows how long. Take a guess what my fantasy record is. Uh two and six. No, uh two and eight. Close. Three and seven. Okay. So Price is right. Pretty it's good. been it's been pretty tough in these streets for fantasy football this year. It's been a weird year, dude. It's been a very yeah. weird year for football. I say this a lot: is that it's the parody. Like it just seems like everything is balanced out in a way where you know those we'll say Josh Allen is even struggling. Like the Vikings are beating Josh Allen. Like teams like that are getting beat by teams that are on that rise. It's just. It's a great time to be a football fan. But for fantasy purposes, it does suck because uh, injuries hit and we, we're coming over that hump right now. So, Yeah, there's a lot to get into. We got a lot on the docket tonight across pretty much every sport um, that we're going to get into from the Eagles, the Phillies, the Sixers. And, of course, you already know we're talking about the biggest scam we've seen this side of the Mississippi in years, that Religion. crypto downfall. And uh, we'll touch on some Survivor talk at the end of the show for the real sickos in the underground. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram pits. I don't know if you saw the final results of our giveaway we did with Josh Reynolds and Duani. Yeah. Uh, almost 300 new followers from that giveaway. Shout out to everybody who came through for that. And uh, shout out to Sean Hartman, our winner. Um absolute legend he will be in attendance for our phillies opening night tailgate uh live podcast happening april 8th 2023 be there be a friend tell a friend come through to citizens bank park to celebrate the phils on opening night as we always do we've made that a tradition here since we started this podcast and now we're going to bring the podcast to the tradition uh and of course make sure you're following pits on the twitter machine at pat underscore pits uh, check out everything he's doing from Loaded Box, covering wrestling, covering the, the, the Patriots. Um, yeah, no, but we wrestling. We're covering wrestling. Let's yes, we'll, wrestling. Well, wrestling. We wrestling. got that on tonight. Uh, Dynamite is on tonight. Uh, they are hailing from the great state of Connecticut. Uh, everyone loves Connecticut, obviously. Um, and we got a big pay-per-view 
this uh, this Saturday. The MJF hopefully will be gaining his uh, winning his first AEW title. I'm excited, and uh, we'll be talking about that tonight. This is my first of two podcasts tonight, so Sarah and I will be on that uh, talking. But you know, we'll warm up here with the boy, uh, the OG group here, and, and I'm happy to be back. And then uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the podcast on audio. Subscribe to the podcast. Apple, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcasts, we are there. Subscribe. I've been telling everybody, Pitts, it's weird that Thanksgiving is next week. It's very weird that Thanksgiving is next week. But before you guys sit down, enjoy your meal, taking in, you know, some early football. When you sit down at the table, tell everybody, hey, guys, take your phones out. Open up your podcast app of choice. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. Hit subscribe and unsubscribe and subscribe again like 17,000 times because it plays with the algorithm. If you subscribe and unsubscribe, it counts as a new subscriber. Uh, So do that with your friends and family. Do it at your Friendsgivings, your Thanksgivings, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of every single podcast on our network. Uh, we got some fun content coming down the pipeline that I'm going to tell Pitts about later on once we sign off because it's top secret information. We can't tell you guys yet. Um, yeah, it goes down in the room where it happens. Yes, it shout is. out to Hamilton. Uh, that's the second Hamilton reference I've made on a podcast today. Uh, <laughs> did it on Get in the Hole earlier. What was the first uh, one? I did it on Get in the Hole earlier today with Steve. Oh, you said in the room where it happens? Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. And then Steve proceeded to tell me that he went to a Halloween party right next door to the final resting place of Alexander Hamilton this year. That's okay. So you got to party with the ghost of Alexander Hamilton. That's um, cool. So, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube.com backslash at the at symbol. Underground Sports Philadelphia brings you right to the channel now. Shout out to YouTube for giving us the handle. Uh, Go over there. Smash the subscribe button. Smash the like button. Comment down below your thoughts on everything we talk about on tonight's show. Ring the bell icon so you don't miss any videos. And be a friend. Tell a friend. Share the channel with them. We're on that road to 1K subscribers. Currently at 311. I think by the end of 2022, we can get to at least 400. I think it's possible. So be a friend, tell a friend, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, And Pitts, this episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by our merch partners at PHI Apparel Company, the best in the game. PHI Apparel Co. provides the best quality merch for the great fans of Philly and Underground Sports Philadelphia. Our merch should be up by the end of this week, our podcast logos, so go check that out. Black Friday and Cyber Monday are right around the corner. Get a jump start on your shopping. You guys can use code UNDERGROUND at checkout for 10% off your any apparel when you go to phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co and use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel from our merch partners. And uh, they're, they're the best in the game. Plus, was told pretty soon, hats will be available. Oh. Um, so be ready. Go dig through the couch for some quarters. Uh, but, Pitts, we got a loaded show tonight. We're going to we're gonna recap that unfortunate Eagles game yeah. that happened on Monday night. Um, a lot of people want to blame the refs, myself included. The refs were horrific in that game. But the Eagles just did not look like they were ready from the jump. 
Um, a lot of things just went fluky. You know, A.J. Brown slips on that initial uh, catch that he makes, and it didn't seem like he was right the rest of the game. Gets the ball pulled out of his hands on that interception that Jalen Hurts throws. Uh, Quez Watkins fumble will live in my infamous side of my brain for years to come. Um, but when you play the way the Eagles did throughout that game, you don't make good coaching adjustments on both sides of the ball. Like the fact that it took until the second half to get Miles Sanders going was beyond me. Um, but when you when Washington's game plan, I don't know if it looked like this to you, but it looked like this to me and a lot of people on offense. It was run the ball to get five yards and then throw a pass to Terry McLaurin. Yeah. That's I all mean, they did all night. I mean, it was nothing fancy. No, but that's basically their offense in a nutshell is they do have a good two-headed back uh, in Gibson and Brian Robinson, and then it's just Terry McLaurin. I mean, Curtis Samuel was supposed to be a nice dynamic two. You don't really see much of him. Uh, and But the thing is, Terry McLaurin can do it all. Mm-hmm. I compare him to D Hop in this way. Don't let's let me hear me out. He's D Hop because he doesn't need a star quarterback to go off. And D Hop has played with probably the best quarterback he's played with, honestly, is Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. And look at what he's done. That's the same thing with Terry McLaurin. He, I name me a good quarterback or Pro Bowl quarterback he's played with. None. He can't. And he's still putting up these ridiculous numbers. That just shows that he's just when he's on, you just can't stop him. And it's that you just you saw that the other night. Yeah, the Eagles defense made no adjustments to me. Like Jonathan yeah. Gannon was terrible. Um, I can't wait for somebody to hire him as their head coach so we can get an actual defensive coordinator. Um, the Eagles need to fire their special teams coordinator like yesterday. He is terrible. Outside I you know, I've been talking to people about it. Outside of Jake Elliott and Rick Lovato, who is our long snapper. The Eagles special teams is horrendous. Like, this is no slight at either one of us. We could go back there and do what Britton Covey does on punt and kick returns for the Eagles. Every time he's back there, it looks like he gets hit by a Mack truck, and I don't think he's ever going to get back up every time he gets hit. He does not. He is a hindrance to the special teams. And, like, I'm sure he's a great dude. You know, I'm not, I'm not knocking him in that sense, but he is a hindrance to field position for the Eagles week in and week out. Greg Ward is sitting right there on the practice squad. Why is he not on this roster yet? Um, Maybe that's why you guys have been 7-0, seven, 8-0. Seven oh, no. It's because there's no Greg Ward. It's <laughs> unreal. And then the referee plays happen with Dallas Goddard getting face masked, causes a fumble, and now Dallas Goddard is injured out for a, a good duration of time. It's allegedly not season ending, but he injured his shoulder because he almost had his neck ripped off. Yeah, I wanted to, that was the one play that really got me like this is this is rigged. The 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 end of the game, whatever, but this one this was blatant. I mean he took his hand the ref was staring right, right at there, him. Right there. And he just doesn't do anything. And that's when when shit like that happens, it's just it's not your day. But you, you know, you, it's like, what do you do? What do you do at that point? You know, when stuff like that's happened, it's like. And the fact that you can't use replay to go and adjust a penalty needs to be fixed. 
needs to be fixed. Like the big yeah. penalties, like the 15 okay. yard penalties. Like, okay. Yeah. That should be reviewable. Like a face mask, a roughing the passer, a running into the kicker, like those type of things should be able to be reversed on a, on a replay, like the big type of penalties, because that's a game changing missed call. It is. It absolutely is. The roughing the passer it just it needs to be changed or rewritten or something because the amount of passing uh, rough in the passer calls that are being called this season are just not they're just they're just not it's just hard hit i know we're all, we're big in you know protecting the head and you know no, no more of those 80s 90s football hits but it's football at the end of the day there's going to be hard hits that's what makes it such a great sport and you just at that point it's not about t- you know making it change the rules just improve the equipment we have the technology to do it just make the helmets with a little different material or make them bigger because aaron Rodgers looks like he's wearing a goddamn spaced helmet with his you know it's just like i'm really sick and tired of seeing these rough in the passer calls and i know you're pissed about the one that ended the game but it's just we're getting really soft we're getting really soft with these calls that roughing the passer call was the biggest joke I have ever seen. Yeah, that was that was terrible. I, I you could yeah. make the argument that's what Quez Watkins was doing when he was down. He got back up and then he got roughed. What's the difference? Oh, Taylor Heineke plays quarterback. Yeah. That I, was the most ridiculous game ending call. And then you see Taylor Heineke get up and celebrate like he just won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. So that I tells thought, you how much of a loser franchise and a loser of a player Taylor Heineke is. Yeah, that was really bad. That was really when I saw him getting up there and running around like he was grabbing his diploma. I just like I, I lost. He looks like of... Sid from Toy Story. Does he really? I haven't really. Like, like he gives that ick vibe. Okay, you give that ick vibe. He looks like Dacre Montgomery, who is Billy from Stranger Things, if Billy shaved his head. He's also the Ooh. Red Ranger in Power Rangers. Go, go, okay. Like, Taylor Heineke just gives me the ick. Well, who do you want else in there? Who else do you want in there? Do you want them to put in cars? Well, I mean, I know you want them to put yeah. in cars once, but like, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you do, but who, who are they gonna put in? Carson Wentz. Look what he, look how much of a shit show he was to start the season. They should have been playing him all along. I think he gives the Commanders the best chance to win. But yeah, he's just, he's just after that he's game, icky. it was Ick. like it was like when Josh McDaniels was throwing those fist bumps after beating Belichick in his first game. As a Bronco, it was like, dude, you're just six and zero, oh. and then after that, one of the worst coaching skid in history. Like, and you still can't is. over. It's still, yeah, he really still is. Hope he comes back. But it's just, yeah, you can't be doing that. And the fact that it was even called is just absolutely banana land. And the craziest part is, and I've been talking to a bunch of people about this, and I tweeted it. The craziest part about that whole game is those refs will receive zero repercussion. For what oh, they zero. did. They will get zero punishment. Like, if you or I performed poorly at our jobs, any of our jobs, we would be suspended, mm-hmm. fined, fired, or all of the above. Those yeah, refs, exactly. those refs will get a, a, a nice little 
happy-go-lucky, like, chop it up, laughing, like, hey, be better. Like, I personally witnessed referees fuck up a game (laughs) at the (laughs) high school level. We know a thing or two. And those refs were relieved of their duties. They are done. They will receive more punishment for what they did in a lesser situation, in a lesser scale of football than what the refs did on Monday night. And that's pathetic. Yeah, it was a very poorly officiated game. And it's, you know, I hate saying, you know, well, the game came down to the refs and whatnot, but those two calls are just, they're game changing. They're game changing. 100%. And, you know, I saw somebody say, we, you know how the MLB ump scorecard Twitter account exists? Oh, it's the best. We need one of those for NFL refs. I'm shocked there isn't one already. Right. To be honest with you. We need that 100%. And now Dallas Goddard is injured, um, which is brutal for this offense because he's had a fantastic season. He's a big part of this offense. He's arguably a top five tight end in the NFL this season. Um, that's tough. Like... It just yeah. makes the loss hurt that much more. It makes that play that much more like unbearable. Mm-hmm. And now you have to fill in a void for one of your top playmakers for an extended amount of time. Who is the next tight end up? Jack Stoll is the backup. Um, he caught one pass on Monday night, but he's typically the blocking tight end. Um, there are two guys that I think are eligible to come off of uh, – Injured reserve next, this coming week that could see potential playing time. Tyree Jackson being one of them. Uh, he played against the Bucks in the uh, the wild card round towards ACL. So that's oh, okay. why he's been out. Former quarterback turned tight end. So um, it's just not ideal. It's not ideal to lose a, a top five position player when the Eagles are on this run they're on. And you know, the Buffalo Bills fumbling the bag against the Vikings. The Giants continue to win. Like, you have some teams now that are breathing on your neck a little bit. And mm-hmm. you got to take care of business now against the Colts. The Eagles signed Linval Joseph today. If you don't know who he is, I want you to jump in the time machine. I don't know what year, but I want you to jump in the time machine to one of the times the Eagles played the Vikings. I want to say over the past five years. It might have been 2018. Uh, Linval ran back a touchdown on a fumble. Uh, to the end zone, and the big man was struggling to breathe a little bit because he is a big boy, put the, the breathing mask on and had sunglasses on on the sidelines. That is Linval Joseph, everybody. Most recently played with the Chargers. He's 34 years old. Jordan Davis is obviously out until that Tennessee game more than likely. Uh, so this is kind of, uh, I think, above-average Band-Aid uh, that I would call it, you know, to kind of fill that void because the Eagles' run defense has been horrific this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need somebody to plug that gap that, you know, running backs have been able to take advantage of, and it doesn't get easier this week when you play against Jonathan Taylor um, and the Indianapolis Colts. And then the following week you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and then the following week you have Derrick Henry. So you need to figure some things out in stopping the run. Hopefully Linval Joseph is up to the task. And, uh, you know, I like the sign. I think he's a little more than okay to be yeah, a, a rotational defensive tackle. Um, we'll see how he plays next to Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. Well, I mean, to be honest, you have those two guys. You don't have to put in 
you know, as much work as if he was leading the defense. He's a good run stuffer too, and I think he'll complement them well until he gets back. It's a nice short-term replacement yeah. is a good way to put it. It's a nice short-term. 100%. Um, so I'm cool with that. I think you have a, a good opportunity this week to kind of bounce back against the Colts uh, with Jeff Saturday at the helm. Um, yeah, dude. dude what, what, <laughs> I need your thoughts on this because I think mine are going to spin your head. So the process here's, – here's my full thoughts. The process in which Jeff Saturday was awarded this job is poor, like beyond poor, like should never really happen type of situation. Yeah. Do I want to see him succeed? Absolutely. Like, I want to see Jeff Saturday have success. I think, you know, he's a leader. He proved that during his playing time with the Colts uh, and the Packers. So you don't want to wish ill will on the guy because of the situation. Now, is it pretty shitty that, you know, in the past he's been offered assistant coaching jobs on this Colts staff and he's turned them down because he wanted to spend more time with his family, this, that, and the third? Yes. Uh, should it have been given to maybe the, the interim role been given to one of the two former head coaches on that Colts coaching staff, whether it's Gus Bradley or John Fox? Yes. If you wanted to ignite a fire in the fan base and have them not quit on the team, do you give the interim coaching role to Reggie Wayne? Yes. The process was very, very poor, but Jeff Saturday, like I'm not wishing ill will on his, uh, his interim coaching career. See, I th- here's my thinking with what Ursa is doing is the Frank Reich experiment was terrible. It was it had its ups. They were the potential was there, but it was missing something. And it just I also think the Frank burned. Reich experiment was puppeteered from the top. OK, I don't yeah, think I Frank agree. I don't think Frank Reich had a lot of say in what he was able to do um, once. Carson Wentz guy here got to Indy I should say because that's Frank's guy yeah put his trust in you know him to be the guy for the organization then shit went awry and Jim Ursay's brain just said I'm not doing that anymore brother yeah Uh, and you know then I think you know I also think Chris Ballard being the GM for as long as he has in Indy is not great for them you know how how many opportunities do you get to try to find a franchise quarterback post Andrew Luck and then just continue. You want to talk about a Band-Aid? That's been the Colts since Andrew Luck retired. Oh, my God. Dude, they are going to see It's old quarterback after old quarterback after injured quarterback after reclamation project after Sam Ellinger. <laughs> and, and to be honest, Sam Ellinger was I feel terrible for best. Sam Ellinger. I feel off for him because I feel What a feel shitty situation. It's so shitty because I feel like he actually – it has a chance to be the guy there and could do something if they just put some belief in him. But once Jeff Saturday came in, I, I there's a shift. You know, I, I could see the entire coaching staff essentially being blown up next year just because Jeff Saturday, new guy, Ursay's guy, and he's going to be like, all right, it's your team now. Bring in your guys to fix this mess. And he won his first game. That may say it's a go in the right direction, might not. But to me, it's it's foreshadowing a big change coming within the Colts. 
and we could see some crazy, crazy moves happen this offseason with them because that's what they're missing. They're missing that franchise quarterback. They don't have, I would say, a leader in that locker room. It's on the offensive side, at least. And that's what you're missing. That's what you're missing for to be that successful playoff contender. Yeah, and I'm happy the Eagles have the Colts next up on their schedule. Yeah, oh, well, could be a trap game. Well, that's what this week was. Washington was a trap game. You had an extended mini-bye coming off a win against the Texans, you know. I, I yeah, think the Eagles will bounce back in a big way, and they're they're not going to let that Washington game uh, hinder them too much longer. I also loved AJ Brown's comment after the game. He was like, "Thank God this seventeen and zero shit is over." Yeah, that's that's another thing that I feel like it's a a weight it's a weight on the players that they have to keep this up. It's good to lose. It sounds weird to say, but it's okay to lose. And if you're going on that Super Bowl run. It's better to lose now than in the divisional or conference mm-hmm. championship. So get that loss out of your system and then just focus on winning football games. 100%. Um, I mean, you got to bounce back, and that's what the Eagles are up for. Uh, and I'm sure after that game, everybody went to KenwoodBeer.com. Uh, our friends at Kenwood Beer, they are on board with our uh, Phillies opening night tailgate. Shout out to Kenwood Beer. Uh, they're the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the all-new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And I'm sure a lot of people were drinking responsibly. Pitts, when the news came out today that Bryce Harper is set for surgery to repair his elbow, uh, the UCL injury in there. We don't know if it'll be Tommy John's surgery yet or not, but Dave Dombrowski today meeting with the media, he, Rob Thompson, and Sam Fold, the GM, um, he was examined by, Harper was examined by El Atrachi on Monday, and uh, an MRI was confirmed that surgery would be needed to repair the tear in his UCL. It's going to happen on the 23rd of November. And um, the exact nature of the surgery is not determined until they get a real time to, you know, look inside at it. Uh, But Bryce Harper is expected to miss at least the first month of 2023. Not ideal, but it could be worse, obviously. And, you know, this was obviously prolonged because of the Phillies immaculate run to the world series. Um, but I mean, I'd rather Bryce get this fixed ASAP and, you know, figure it out. Mm -hmm. He's obviously going to miss the world baseball classic now. Um, which is fine because hopefully we'll still have two Phillies playing for team USA with JT real Muto and Trey Turner. Um, (laughs) hashtag Trey watch. Um, fingers crossed. But I mean, yeah, I was, yeah, was going to ask you about how it's been a week, week and a half since the loss. You holding up? How we doing? It uh, it it stung for a while. That's to, that's for sure. This team is full. Like I I said, I kind I feel like I kind of feel how the generation before me felt about the 1993 Phillies when they lost in the World Series. Like bunch of like just like ragtag lovable quote-unquote losers but like 
this Phillies team is just a bunch of lovable, very rich boys. Um, but like they're fun and relatable in a lot of senses, and you just rallied behind a whole bunch of them. Um, and it's a team I'll I'll remember for the rest of my life. Like they mm-hmm. are, like the the 2007 to 2011 Phillies is like my childhood. Like that's like core. Yeah you know, teenage memories. Like I experienced my first championship of my life, 15th birthday. Like I'll remember that team forever. But like this being like almost 15 years later, you know, kind of core early adult memories. I'll remember the 2020, like I said, you know, pennants fly forever. And in Citizens Bank Park, there's going to be a blue 2022 pennant flying out in center field for as long as Citizens Bank Park is a a stadium. So Mm -hmm. I um, I'm fine. It it sucks. I miss the Phillies. Like everybody's been posting. Oh, one month ago today, this incredible play against the Braves happened. It's like fuck. Yeah. I miss this team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a fun off season. Um, hopefully Bryce's surgery. Not goes too well. fun. Not too fun. All right. Let's not. <laughs> let's not uh, go hey. there. Let's not take. Okay. We hey. we have our own issues up in Boston with two people. We need to get back in-house, extend, resign, and you can have Dombrowski do whatever else on. But if you take our two, don't do it, because uh, the Red Sox are also making a nice push next year, hopefully. Dave Dombrowski says the Phillies will, quote, push the needle in order to improve this winter. Okay, well, hopefully it goes. Dave Dombrowski has grown four. on me exponentially since he got He's here. good. I, I loved him when he was there. He did a lot of great things for the Red Sox. He's a great mind in the front office, and he knows talent. And that's exactly what Philly needs right now. That's the thing is that he is a good mind, good ba- – you know, it's – Him pulling yeah. up at every champagne shower celebration in the clubhouse when the Phillies would win in, in a round with a backwards hat on, Incredible. looking like Steve Buscemi. How do you do, fellow kids? Like, I love Dave. Dave Dombrowski is a fucking icon, um, Hall of Famer, and I'm just happy he's here and he's fixed the Phillies and is going to continue to fix them, um, and hopefully Bryce's elbow gets fixed. And it's only the first month. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, like how? Just let's put it in perspective. How bad was the first month of 2022 <sighs> for the Phillies? Pretty fucking bad. Um, your manager did not make it to the uh world series no he didn't make it past the the second month this he didn't so you know just because he missed a month just film in i think it'll be all right yeah i think we'll be okay and i mean looking at the philly schedule for the first month of the season just a way too early look i'll give you the teams that the phillies will be playing in the month of april 2023 to uh kind of see who bryce will be missing out on unfortunately but 2023 looks like this for the Phils. Uh First game is March 30th uh, against the Texas Rangers. So we have first three against the Rangers and then three on the road against the Yankees. And then we come home for three uh, against the Reds and the Marlins. And then we go on the road to play the Reds and the White Sox. Then we come home to play the Rockies and the Mariners and then we get a World Series rematch in Houston uh, to round out the month of April. So it's a bummer that he's going to miss that Houston series. But yeah, that's the only series I would say is a is a bummer. Maybe the Yankees won too, just because yeah, you always it's on the road. It's New York and yeah, 
And then uh, early May, we're in Los Angeles to play the Dodgers. Your Red Sox come to Philly. Oh, okay. And then oh, Toronto cool. comes here, and then we're on a West Coast road trip against Colorado and San Francisco into the middle of May. Might have to get you down here for. Uh, I was just about to say, I the Cinco de Baseball. The only other stadium I have been to is Citizens Bank Park. Is it really? It is. It's Fenway and Citizens Bank. And when I went, the first thing I was told to do was get the crab fries with the dipping sauce. I had I had a lot of them, and I would like to have more because um, wow, they Shout are chickies and beets. I would love to go there. I think Fantastic. a champion needs to have a championship meal. Yeah, dude, it's place. a weekend series against the Sox too. Oh. Bet. All right. It's a Friday, okay. Saturday, Sunday in May. Yes. Oh my lord. Good Come on. Grief. The sun's starting Thank to shine. You know. Oh, that's awesome. Let's see. Do we go to Boston as well, or is it just? I don't even. Let's just. Let's just make. Yeah, it's it. just let's... you guys here. Oh, we could make a whole weekend out of that content. Maybe there's a wrestling event. Who knows? Yeah. May fifth, sixth, and seventh. Imagine me. At Citizens Bank Park on Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de CBP. <laughs> I, I Hachi would. Machi Machi. Oh, man. I feel that we need to manifest that into, yeah. into existence. That might have to be another parking lot podcast. <laughs> Down. Let's do it. I'm all in. Um, sucks. So, yeah, the hot stove is uh, it's starting to heat up a little bit. Some MLB trades and signings. Have happened. Tyler Anderson, I think, is the biggest one so far. He is going to the Angels, leaving the Dodgers. Um, I saw something that, like, somebody said that the Angels now have a top five rotation in baseball. And I was like, this has to be a bit. This has to be a bit. I mean, okay. The, the Angels have two Babe Roots on their team and still suck. Like, that's my, that's just the most nonsensical thing. About the Angels is you have like, Shea Otani and Mike Trout, literally two of the greatest baseball players who will ever play the game, and the Angels can't make it out of the third spot in their own division. Like at Tieran seven one one, he's an, a minor league writer for Prospects Live. Okay, uh, tweeted the Angels rotation is insane. Shohei Otani, Tyler Anderson, Reed Detmers, Jose Suarez, Patrick Sandoval. On paper, it's easily a top five rotation. Can't wait to see how they manage to squander it. And all of the comments were, yeah, maybe top five in the AL West. That's a good one. That's, that's, I mean, probably. He's like, probably I right. know, I'm a pure sicko, and I know the top three. I know of Reed Detmers. The other two guys, who are they? Yeah, it's like dude, the kid, I, wait I a minute. Who are you? That's the, when you were saying that, I in my mind, I'm like, am I supposed to know these names? Am I supposed to know these? Are these no. really good players? Yeah, okay, good. I, I'm never glad. heard of them. Okay, good. If you haven't, I definitely haven't. So that makes makes me feel good. Unreal. Um, also, a lot of people on this train. I wanted to get your thoughts since you know you've seen him pitch against your Red Sox in the American mm-hmm. League a ton. Do you think the Phillies should sign Justin Verlander? He's got the Dave Dombrowski connection. Dave I, interrupted yeah. his World Series press conference this year. I loved I love Verlander. I have been a fan of Justin Verlander from his Tigers days. Yeah, so, I loved him with the Tigers. I've been 50-50 on him with the Astros. 
Yeah, I just it's once you get associated with the Astros, I feel like you get unless your name is Hector Neris, then we still love you. I don't even know who that is. Former Phillies. Uh, there you go. Reliever that makes sense. Okay, but only Astro, only Astro that I was remotely okay. Well, with yeah, winning because now Hector, who we have defended notoriously on this podcast, uh, has a World Series. I'm a big fan of Verlander. He still has it. He pitched well in the World Series. And I mean, it's a name. You know, it's just someone to add to that rotation. He'd probably be power. our third starter, too. <laughs> That's his lucky number. Do we see that commercial? Like, he does everything in threes, baby. Wheeler, Nola, Verlander. Oh, that's that's filthy. Ranger Suarez, and then me personally, I'm bringing Noah Syndergaard back. Absolutely, he was Thor phenomenal back. for the Phillies this year. Yeah, phenomenal for the type of pitcher he is now. He was great. He loved it here. At least it seemed that way. And I just love having the success on my side of former Mets players. Well, yeah, obviously it's even that's just a cherry on top. Did he go more, go, I mean, let me, let me rephrase this. Did he turn into a pitcher that was, we'll say throwing more curves than fastballs? He's a pitcher now instead of a thrower. He was a thrower when he was, you know, coming out, you know, coming in New York and like 2014, 2015 in the world series for the Mets. He was just throwing gas. You know, 102 and just hoping that people would swing and miss. He's learned how to pitch now, okay. and he's he's so good. Like, he's he's a prototypical, perfect number four or five starter, depending on the type of team you are. That's all like, you want. That's what you want from your number four guy. Speaking of Justin Verlander, he just won the AL Cy Young. Um, oh, breaking news? Breaking news. Oh, look at that. Congrats. So, I mean... Justin, if you want to bring that AL Cy Young Award to uh, Citizens Bank Park, that'd be fantastic. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have been saying that the Phillies should like stop at nothing to sign Justin Verlander because a lot of people thought it was going to be a quick re-signing with Houston, but now their GM is gone um, because he walked away. Um, and now there's some, you know, just question marks around Justin Verlander's potential return to the Astros, which is always fun. Uh, and I also would also hysterically cackle for the rest of eternity if somehow, some way, the Phillies were able to pull off bringing Jacob DeGrom to Philadelphia. <laughs> Dude, if that I would retract happened. any and all slander against Jacob DeGrom. Not that it was bad slander, but it's just, you no, know, it's... we as a society, shout out to the Joker, have anointed jo- uh, Jacob DeGrom as, like, a holier-than-thou pitcher and, like, the greatest pitcher alive. and. Pretty good. I mean, he's good, but it's like the the man can't make it out of the fourth inning. Now, if he signs with the Phillies, I would retract that statement. But yes, he I can't make that. it out of the fourth inning. If he throws a like, hundred pitches in three and a third, and then you got to go to your bullpen. If if I, I will say, if Degrom ends up in a Phillies uniform, we would really need to uh, get in the hole and check and check on Steve because I feel like that. Would oh yeah. Him. That would kill him. That would literally. He he would just he'd melt. I, I just I he'd don't be know the the video be. meme of Goofy in the 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 pond or whatever, just floating away. Gosh, <laughs> he'd be beside himself. Um, That's a, I I don't know about you. I love baseball free agency the most. Like the I off season did. for baseball, I feel like is the most electric 
because there's so many moving parts. Like, the Agreed. NFL has started to kind of catch up a little bit in terms of, like, the free agency aspect. But so many guys are getting locked up earlier now. And by locked up, I yeah. mean contract-wise. Yeah. Um, you know, they're signing these long-term contracts now that, like, you, you see maybe two superstars hit the free agent market in the NFL in offseason, if that. You know, we're seeing Christian Kirk get $82.5 million. Rightfully so. He's played really, really well for the Jaguars. He really has. See, that was but, one that I... Like, on... On first glance, when that happens, it's like, okay, we're signing a guy who's like a, a slot receiver to almost $100 million. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Where, like, baseball, like, there's so many different facets of baseball free agency in the offseason that I just, I fucking eat it up. Like, yeah. baseball offseason, I am on MLB Network constantly on my TV. Like, Every morning, turning that bitch on and seeing what is going on. Especially this year with all of the the Japanese players that are uh, getting posted and coming over. Like, free agency is going to be bananas. I loved baseball free agency, but the year of Harper and Machado, it was so slow that Mm -hmm. I just lost interest. Where I did love it before, and I I do love the that element of the Japanese players coming over and what it takes to just to talk to them. I mean, remember when Daisuke came over for the the Sox? I remember. Well, there's like, a rumor about one of the Japanese players coming to Philly because Bryce Harper's his idol. Are you? Well, that's incredible. Are you uh, also going to fall in the same boat as the Red Sox because you have Dombrowski, where you're going to pay eighty million dollars just to yes. talk to the guy? Well, it's different now. Luckily, than oh, when good. Dice okay. K came over. Okay, um, good. That now it's good. basically every team has the opportunity to talk to the guy, and then whatever contract he does sign, the team he's coming from gets a portion of that contract. Oh, okay. If I'm like remembering correctly, I know that's part of it, but now it's yeah. not as like crazy in terms of like a silent auction, essentially, to yeah. uh, to talk to a Japanese player to come and play for your team, which is nice. Yeah, that was the biggest pet peeve I had with the Dice Gate sign. Because I think there's like three guys this year coming from Japan oh. that are like superstar level guys, and one of them wants to come play for the Phillies, 29-year-old outfielder. I mean, if his idol is Bryce Harper, I mean. There's a picture on his Instagram uh, celebrating the season he had this year in a Bryce Harper jersey, and his cat is in a Bryce Harper jersey. We're dressing up pets. I think that's just... He's a fan. Every other team needs to just cut their losses and go yeah. for the other two. Call it a day. Jeez, so one of them's congrats. a pitcher, and then the one guy here, and then I think there's another one, but I'm not sure if that if that's 100% happening or not. But Yeah, what position, definitely, does the, what position does the guy who's a Bryce Harper fan? I think he's a left fielder. That makes sense. Okay. He's either a left or right fielder. Um, and then there's a pitcher... That is allegedly being posted to to come to Major League Baseball. I mean, I feel like this past postseason, like the postseason format this year was perfect. And I think it really brought in a lot more people back to baseball because of how much parity and how much like just big time moments happened this postseason. Like, is it a little enhanced for me because the Phillies were in it? I paid more attention, probably. But there were so many memorable moments from this baseball postseason that, like, I feel like baseball is kind of back on an upswing. 
it's slow. It's slowly coming back. The addition of the pitch clock is going to make it that much more watchable to a mm-hmm. lot of people. Cause that's the biggest thing that I hear from my friends is that they don't want to sit and watch a three, four hour game. Even my dad says it and he's the old timer, but for me, it's just, you love the game anyway. So you sit through the hard times. It's going to be a lot easier to watch, especially if your team isn't that good to just, two and a half, maybe three. And then you still have that room for those rivalry games to go a little bit longer, maybe go into extra innings, have more pitchers, duels, and, you know, actual stuff like that. It's it's on the up and up, and it needed to be because, I mean, years ago it was down in the water. They just still need to, um, whatchamacallit, um, Oh, what am I, marketing like they need to do better yes. with their their social stuff and marketing. I think this players. postseason helped a lot, though. I think there's yeah. a lot of the moments for like Joe Davis, tip of the cap, did a fantastic job in the booth. Like to fill the shoes of Joe Buck is no tall task, and no. I think Joe Davis did a fantastic job. Um, like you had home runs galore this postseason you had pitching duels this postseason you had two extra inning games go at least 15 innings yeah that was incredible like, no madness, no second base which no i second. love i fucking hate the second baseman rule yeah i i would i would be a um i would be contradicting myself if i said i like it because i shut it off in the video game so if i'm shutting it, it off in the video game that means i, don't I like love it. that it doesn't happen in the postseason because it made that game with the guardians and the rays that much better it made the yeah. 18 inning marathon in seattle so much better like this postseason was very very memorable in a lot of ways and I, i'm very excited to see how this playoff format continues to grow and evolve uh i mean you had a six seed get to the fucking world series incredible it's amazing like that's what's cool about this format um speaking of cool pits you know what's pretty cool what when you're rocking your tomahawk shades oh that's uh tomahawk shades the best small batch eyewear in the game you guys can go to tomahawkshades.com get your blue light glasses for when you're watching your favorite teams on your tv screens you know, the sun's still out for an X amount of time during the days now that daylight not savings time. Not, not long. Not long. But when it's out, it is shining. Uh, so get your Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. It's code USP for 25% off at TomahawkShades.com. Your eyeballs will thank you. Uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets... The Brooklyn Nets are getting the Ben Simmons experience pits, and who who would have thought? Who who would have seen this coming? It, it's like the uh, I think you should leave meme in the hot dog. We're trying to figure out who did this. <laughs> ben Simmons. Apparently, there are questions about his desire to play basketball, uh, his availability, his practicing, his just everything, and. I just want to say to all of the Brooklyn Nets fans, all the Brooklyn Nets uh, Twitter accounts and media people who thought the Nets won the trade, getting rid of the guy right behind me who has played nothing short of fantastic for the Sixers since he's gotten here. 
Obviously, he's injured right now, but I'd rather him rest up during this time of the season than it have to happen in May. Uh, I just want to say to all those people who thought, oh, we're getting a generational talent. He's a defensive player of the year candidate year in and year out. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. You fucking bozos. You thought you were the smartest people in the room going and getting Ben Simmons. You did us a favor. Ben Simmons, like, I just need to know when we're going to get to the point when we realize he can't play basketball anymore. He's broken. Does it suck for him as a human? Sure. But he can't ball anymore. He broke the moment he passed the ball underneath the net against the Hawks in Game 7. He's broken. He did. He did. It was over. It just, every time (sighs) I see Ben Simmons' face on my timeline, I just get annoyed because it's like, oh, we're doing this again, really? Have we not figured out what's going on here? It's okay if he doesn't want to play again. It's okay if he had a mental lapse or a little bit of a breakdown and has to step away. That happens in life. But it's the leading on the entire team and just playing this whole charade that just annoys the fuck out of me. Like, I'm just so sick of hearing about Ben Simmons and the Nets because it's the thing. I didn't hate the Nets before all this went down. And you're not only, like, you're just doing it to service for yourself because you know this guy's not going to play. You know what he's really capable of on the floor, which is really nothing. He's not adding anything to your team. And he hasn't played, I would say, good basketball Ever in years, in years, yeah. it has been since like 2018, early 2019. It's so annoying. It's just I'm over it, and I just. Do you want to hear I a funny care. stat? I, I know love you love stats. Things. I love. Um, ben Simmons this season has scored 41 points for the Brooklyn Nets. The other night, Joel Embiid scored 59 points in one game. That's tough, Ben. Tough that's, scene. That's so tough. Uh, and we wonder... try to refrain from talking about Ben Simmons on this podcast anymore because he's out of our hands. We don't have to worry about him anymore. But it's just so f- – it's very Carson Wentz-esque. It's very oh, Carson Wentz-esque. absolutely the basketball equivalent of Carson Wentz. Are you kidding me? It's just so funny watching the, the meltdown again. And – uh, I just I can't get enough of it. It's it's like the car crash that you just can't keep watching. I know. I just you, you hate the people who slow down and try to watch it, but then you end up being that guy too. Oh. And that's how I feel. It's just anytime I can get a little bit of Ben Simmons, I'm like get out of my face. But what's going on? What's going on here? And it just gets even more ridiculous. As it's I read crazy. It. Um, also, still want to get rid of Doc Rivers. By the way, if you want to take him back. That'd be great. Uh, I do know that we might need a head coach. Uh, you hey, know, your your interim is doing pretty well. No, he's doing a great job. I I say that in all joking matter. I would love Doc Rivers to come back in some sort of facet. Take him. Maybe take him away. Maybe in like a, a front office role because he does have a great basketball mind. He would work really well with Brett uh, Brett Stevens. It's just yeah, I I do like this coach. I mean. Best record in the Doc NBA Rivers, Doc, it's going to go down that Doc Rivers held the Sixers team back from winning a championship. You think he's, so, he's so stuck in playing 
these veteran players who should be minimal role players. We have two guys who are on this team in Isaiah Joe and Charles Bassey who are no longer here. They are with the Oklahoma City Thunder and San Antonio Spurs, respectively, and are hooping for those teams. Hooping. But we cut them in the preseason. And kept yeah, that's tough. backups that stink. <laughs> it's it's the, the lack of talent development from the 76ers organization is unbelievable. Um, drives me nuts day in and day out. Like when the Phillies World Series run came to an end, Matt and I were both like, we really have to watch the Sixers now. And we don't think we're mentally ready for that. No, you guys definitely are not coming off of this high. We have not been mentally ready to talk about the Sixers since that Hawk series, really, if we're being honest. Yeah, that was a really bad series. It it is a ride with that team. Um, But you can go to playpickup.com and figure out if you think Joel Embiid will drop more 59-point games this season along with – all your other favorite football, baseball, off-season props, basketball, hockey, uh, you know, college football, the playoff is right around the corner. Uh, go to playpickup.com, sign up with your phone number, rack up points on your fan profiles. It's free to play. Anybody can play. And uh, you cash in those points on your fan profiles for prizes in the pickup marketplace. It's playpickup.com. Pitts, let's talk about uh, a place where you're not going to be cashing in any prizes. Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame crypto and NFT stupidity. Oh, yeah. You can't really. Those are, you know what? Uh, arcade tickets, I heard, are worth more than those. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese arcade tickets are worth far more. Your pickup points are worth infinite. Oh, infinite way TX. Way more. Than, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> than like anything you bozos put into FTX. The the MLB umpire jersey patch sponsor, uh the Tom Brady, you know, peddled crypto app of choice. Uh FTX is filing for chapter 11 bankruptcy. And I couldn't have laughed harder in my life than seeing the crypto market crash. This was the only reason I was bummed Matt couldn't be here tonight because I knew we would have a field day on this. Oh, yeah, you guys would go to town. And my, oh, my, when I saw FTX was flopping, it was hilarious. And this is, you know, nothing against the people that worked for FTX. This is the basis of cryptocurrency being a Ponzi scheme. Being a pyramid scheme. This is just the... If you put actual tangible money into FTX or any crypto NFT thing, I laugh at you. I laugh at you. Because you are a certified doofus. I love And it's just so funny seeing all these people scrambling because they lost millions and millions of dollars because of a ponzi scheme it's so funny it's just so funny to me and the fact that i only really knew what ftx was because i would come up from the cave my dad be like pat what's ftx on the umpires shirt there what's going on 
And I looked it up and I'm just like, this is another one of these crypto bullshit things. It just, there it is. Someone agrees with us on Twitch. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like I was reading a story today that one of the reasons why that it was go, it went down was that uh, apparently all 10 employees were just having relationships with one another and it was just getting really bad and they just weren't, but it was just very weird and just reminded me of a movie I would watch on like a Friday night. Like it's one of those stories where they go, they go up so high they're in politics and they're schmoozing it up with everyone in DC. And then, you know, that turning point, the movie comes in where they all, they lose it all. And then they have to figure themselves out. And there's a nice character reveal. And that's what we're going to see from SB, SFB, whatever's FTX. The it, no, but his name, San, it's oh, like, uh, SBF, SBF. Well, there's SFP right here. So I just, I don't, if, if I you, if you did one of those things where you move the one letter to the back, and made it uh, BFS bull fucking shit is yeah, what you bought into. <laughs> That's what their coin should have been. Yeah, shit coin. Just like all of them because they're all shitty. They're it's all it's just so funny to me. Like, I, I can't get enough of it all. Like, uh, and like we've been approached by, you know, up and coming, you know, crypto NFT advertisers and i've said no every single time because it goes against everything we are as a company everything we uh you know feel is correct and we are so vindicated right now um feels good feels good feels good side. feels real good being on this side the for sure it thanks. feels good feels good to be poor sometimes you know it feels good to be poor how, how do you rich boys feel being poor welcome to the other side i feel great it's like thanos poor. balance it really it's balance Oh, yeah. oh god it's just so funny it's so funny to me seeing all these people running around like their their heads got cut off and and they're just like scrambling because they've lost millions upon millions of dollars oh uh, be me it's so funny it's so funny i can't wait lose to... my... and did you see now because they filed for chapter 11 the miami heat arena does not have any, yeah uh, did sponsorship you... anymore did yeah he's trying to get back in <laughs> Ten million dollars, bang, bang bros. Ten million dollars. <laughs> well, did you see what they want to call it too? No, I didn't see what they because want to call it's it. it was the FTX Arena, mm -hmm. uh, and I forget what it was before then. But they want to call it the Bang Bros Center. <laughs> like, come on, just do it. Just, just let them in. Just, just let it. Just do it. Shia I mean, LaBeouf, just do it. This, this world is already just filled with shenanigans and just stupidity why not just do it okay you're getting 10 million dollars to do it and you're gonna name it just the bang bros center yes it's hilarious that's probably gonna get people to go there and so what if and it's south beach it's it wouldn't see that's the thing it wouldn't work here in philly or boston or wherever a real sports town a real state uh <laughs> it, wor it, it works in Florida, okay? Yeah. That's all I'm going to It just it works in Florida. So just steer to the skid. Oh, my God. I say, okay, just steer to the skid. See what happens. Rest in piss, FTX. Good Stop. grief. Which one's going to be next? I hope it's Ooh. Coinbase for that fucking Super Bowl commercial they gave us with the QR code. Yeah, I, what, I, I'm over this. I think I had downloaded Coinbase because I thought it was 
more than a crypto thing than yeah. when it was like asking me for all these questions i'm like this is a lot right now i'm just yeah I'm not you're not getting my routing number you know no. i just i don't i don't trust you you're just a screen you know that's just basically what it is and it's i would like to see them all go down it's so funny it's so funny uh for the real sickos obviously matt and i always talk about survivor buffs and snuffs on twitter at buffs and snuffs uh it's brought to you by our friends over at trophy smack upgrade your fantasy smack talk you, you see pits with the belts you can go get your own at trophy slash underground uh you know your your fantasy leagues have been around for quite some time you were probably doing them on paper at one point if you're old and and withered like myself um having done manual fantasy football before uh and your trophy's probably old and withered as well you can go to trophysmack.com slash underground and upgrade your fantasy smack talk they've got trophies they've got belts they've got rings they've got last place trophies trophysmack.com slash underground shout out to the homies over at trophy smack doing the damn thing um pit survivor is crazy this season it's the most difficult to read season we've had since survivor has come back uh from you know the covid layoff and for season 41 42 and now 43 i i don't have a read on who could potentially win like usually at this point matt and i have an idea of like who's you know in the lead yeah. of in terms of you know taking care of business and everything right now we have no clue uh, but Survivor did announce this week, we do have uh, a little bit of an update, if you will. Survivor Season 44 premieres Wednesday, March 1st. Right around the corner. Right around the corner, we'll have Survivor Season 44 again, leading us right into, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel of, of the dark ages of the winter. And... Uh, Coming right out of February, we'll have Survivor March 1st for season 44. Um, man, it's wild that it's been on that long. One of the longest running TV shows of all time. Yeah, I, I put Survivor in the same category as like Monday Night Raw, where it's just a staple to have on cable television. It's just Survivor, uh, a game Simpsons. show. Simpsons, which I've been binging recently. Can't get enough of The Simpsons. And yeah, I mean... I remember my parents were watching it when I was like four years old and we had a TV that when you turned it off and you felt it, it was warm, you know, it was, it's been on that long and it's, yeah. I like was what you six. Said. I was six years old when it debuted. Wow. The spring okay. of 2000. Yeah, I was four. Yeah, I was four years old. I remember that. And it's one of those shows where, yeah, you do. That's what, when you say there hasn't been, someone that you kind of can tell there's going to be either a winner or in that finals, there's nothing that that intrigues me. Cause there's always, a, there's always someone in any show really that, you know, you can kind of tell right off the bat that they're going to be a main player, all that. There's really no one like who are your favorites? Uh, so our podcast winner, we've done this since season 41 where we're preseason Matt and I pick uh, somebody from the pod and season 41 and 42, we picked the runner up. Um, so we've been we've been almost there, um, and usually one of our loopholes is you pick somebody from New Jersey or a firefighter from the Northeast. It typically does really well. Um, 
There's a an all-time player as a firefighter from Boston, Jeremy. Fantastic. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, great. I've great player. Him. Obviously, Boston Rob. Um, yes, we've had, that, you know, yeah, yeah. We've had some winners from New Jersey. Um, but this year, it was funny because the week before, Matt and I uh, did the pod remote. So we didn't like get to talk pre-show really about who we were going to pick. So I asked Matt, I said, so who's your pick, Matt, to win? I was like, please be the guy I'm picking. Please be the guy I'm picking. Please let us be on the yeah. same page for three three seasons in a row. And we were on the same page. That's huge. Uh, so we picked James. He's from Philly. He's an event planner. A lot of Philly uh, participants this season, too. I think mm-hmm. there's three people from the Philadelphia area, oh, which okay. is a lot for the first time in a while, yeah. where they pick that many people from one mm-hmm. space. Um, James is still in it. He's still rocking strong, doing the damn thing. He's part of the bigger alliance, which is great. Um, we'll see what happens with him tonight. And, you know, the rest, you know, we got our first member of the jury last week in Janine. And unfortunately, in my fantasy survivor league that I'm in, I had Janine. So now I don't get to accrue as many points as I would if she was still in the game. But I do get jury points from her. Uh, which is nice. So she'll be making jury appearances for the rest of the season. So I'll get jury appearance points for her. Um, but yeah, James is our guy. We're trying to get James on the podcast once the season ends because he's from Philly. We'd oh, love yeah. to have him on. Um, but yeah, Survivor's unreal. It is. It's one of those shows. Like it feels like sports. It's one of those like appointment viewing shows if you're into it. Um, so yeah. Survivor at Buffs and Snuffs. Um, we'll see what goes down tonight. Yeah, there's Fantasy Survivor pits. I did not know that. When you said to me, I thought you just did this with like Matt and your family, but like there's legit. Fantasy yeah, it's Survivor. me, Matt, my sister, a bunch of my sister's friends, and some of her friends' parents oh, that's uh, awesome. all play in a league. And you basically you draft, um, and you get two castaways on your on your team for the entire season. You pick a winner. And then uh, you go from there and you get points That's for awesome. different things throughout, you know, each yeah. episode and all that kind of stuff. So That's really cool. You can get it, you can get your fantasy survivor trophies. Trophysmack.com slash underground. Yeah, I think uh, we need a little bit of an upgrade uh, with this. Yeah, well, we also need to talk to Trophy Smack. And I was talking to Steve about this earlier when we recorded Get in the Hole. Um, we have come up with an official Get in the Hole uh circuit award if you will you know i have like grand slams and yeah triple crown stuff like that. we have an official one uh it was it was born out of the brains of myself steven mcavoy and ben piero um so there's trophies on the pga tour that you can win that are animals not real animals but like the trophy looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. an animal there's a certain number. There's like four or five, and then there's two other ones that like you have to qualify for those tournaments to even be eligible to win them. So we're calling it the Creature Crown. Ooh, okay. I like that. So whoever ends up winning a Creature Crown, either for a career, which if you win a career Creature Crown, you have to win those two that you have to qualify, qualify. for as well. Um, that's how you get the career, like how you get a career Grand Slam in tennis mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um but we're, we have the, we need to talk trophy smack about getting a crown made and having an actual creature crown. Dude, 
Mate. And then on each of the like little has that mind, animal has an animal and it's like trivial pursuit and you have to get each animal. Oh uh-huh. man, oh trophy smack. We're smacking you in the face with some brilliancy right now. Bring us out, bring us out to the to the to the warehouse, trophy smack. Oh, we got an idea. Brain. Like pick my brain. Okay. I feel like it would be so sick. It would be. No, that's that's brilliant. I love that. So yeah, the creature crown, we're gonna have creature crown merch. At phiapparel.co. Um, so yeah, the creature crown is alive and it is well. Don't have somebody winning the season creature crown yet, but we've had two uh tournaments with animal trophies that have been won. We've got one coming up soon, the which is part of the career creature crown, the Zozo World Championship, Tiger Woods oh, uh, okay. event, and the trophy is a tiger with paw with the paw on the on I the love globe. That. Yeah. Um so yeah. Check out all the podcasts we got going on. We got big things going on across the board. Getting the whole top bins. World Cup is here. It is. World Cup. Let us know. Insane World Cup coverage. The boys will be recording tomorrow night. They'll be live on uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, at FC Top Bins. Uh, World Cup preview episode. And they're going to be doing a whole bunch of World Cup stuff. We're working on some live streams for games. Uh, World Cup coverage is going to go absolutely bonkos. And I'm excited for those boys to have this moment uh, to cover the World Cup again. Because, funny enough, the last time Top Bins was, like, in full circulation before we brought it back was a World Cup year. Um, So we had the World Cup to kick things off with Top Bins. Now it's fun that it's back um, with the World Cup. And uh, I'm excited for the World Cup. Like, I I think that's, like, it's it's an electric time. And uh, we're going to be bringing some of the best goddamn World Cup coverage at FC Top Bin, so go subscribe to that podcast. Uh, Streamer Season, the third podcast on the network to eclipse 100 episodes. We got big things going on over there. Go check that. We did a little logo refresh as well. What, what were your thoughts on the logo refresh? I like it. I, I like it. It's new. Cleaned uh, it up a bit. It is cleaner. I do like the circle uh, element of it. it. You know, It goes right in with the Twitter. And it's just cleaner. I don't know. It's more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. I'll yes. That. Uh, we got NLL right around the corner with OTB. We got the information on the championship series for the PLL in February. Uh, so OTB is cooking. We got some big things in the works at OTB as well. That If we can pull that off, hachi machi. Uh, how, how's everything with the loaded box pits? Fantasy season in full swing. Loaded box is good. Uh, you know, we had it. We did have to take an unexpected uh, two-week hiatus with family stuff coming in. Obviously, shit happens. But we're back. OC and I are, you know, really doing new things. Uh, we, we've we been talking about how we can improve the show, maybe going in on different things and maybe making this not just a prop, but something you actually win. Uh, so there's some big things coming over with us. And it's only getting started, man. It's only getting started. Big things coming. Uh, check out all the podcasts on our network. Go follow us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcasts. Leave those five star ratings and reviews. It really goes a long way to help more people find the show. Uh, helps us continue to grow, makes it look good for advertisers, so we can turn this into our actual careers. That's our whole 
big uh big step is we want underground to be our career so if you want to help us accomplish that subscribe to the podcast feed and subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel youtube.com backslash at underground sports philadelphia subscribe smash that like button ring the bell icon comment down below your thoughts on everything Pitts and i discussed tonight and uh of course ring the bell icon so you don't miss any videos subscribe we're at 311 subscribers last i checked i'll do a live check right now still 311 so 311 we need a thousand for that first milestone amber is the color of your energy i don't know why that was but good good reference if you know you know um but subscribe to the youtube channel be a friend tell a friend and uh, shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, unfortunately shut down. So they are no longer with us, Pitts, but they were a great sponsor for four plus years. Uh, but Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, Tomahawk Shades, Kenwood Beer, Pickup, and Trophy Smack. All of their info is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. And check out our merch partners, PHI Apparel Company, phiapparel.co, and use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your order of any apparel from our merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. This has been episode number 482 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Pat Pitts, I'm KB. Matt will be back next week. But until then, we're getting the heck out of here, and we are... Signing off. Peace.